Blog Talk Radio. Ideas and uh, 
you know, education and in, you know, helping people move along and then to see all those seeds blossom and turn oh. into something great. Or in pots on the patio. And isn't <laughs> it wonderful to see all of these community gardens and kids' gardens springing up in museums and nature centers and unused city blocks? Um, I know uh, friends who are working in uh, Detroit, right in the city where they've undergone so much change the last few years economically, um, this new term urban gardening has sprung up uh, because they're taking old unused city lots and turning them into farms right in the middle of the city to grow our own food and, and, and learn from nature and the natural world. Well, I want um, blessed to have uh, – Again, inherited my mother's skill, but I won two awards for for the city of Boston as best garden. Uh, so, uh, you know, well, flower garden, I should say. And, Fabulous. Uh, right, I put these, yeah, I just put these pots out on the uh, pavement, and uh, this turned into absolutely uh, fabulous uh, results. Um, there goes. I w- you know, I wish this guy. Can you just? I'm going to take this call just to see if I can entice this man to call us. Hang on a second. Okay, great. Jimmy, I am on the radio right now with a wonderful lady from uh, Virginia. And uh, we are not on the air because you called in on my cell phone, but would you like to join us? Sure. Here's the, here's the call-in number, 347 996 996-3903. You got us. This is a, a, a treat for all of us. All right. Oh, great. Jimmy, Thomas, Jimmy, I don't is, know what music I, you have. Well, I've selected, yeah, let's do that right now. I'm going to do, uh, I have enough is as good as a feast. I have jumping, um, I have grassroots, and, uh, I'm Are trying we gonna to play the tree the, polka. I know. I I uh, uploaded that and I'm searching for it. Okay. But I know Alrighty. something. Let's uh let's no no, let's uh let's go. Well, you I know just pop I pop one on and get it going there. Yeah, yeah. Well I I'm going to um I'm gonna we can we can do um here it is, here's tree polka. We may not get the uh, sound quality of an upload, but here it is. Here we go. Hello? 
Excuse me, where did I call? Mexico? Hello? Jimmy, I agree with you. 
I could sing you right now, verse for verse, The Farmer in the Dell. And I learned that when I was a little kid in Boston. My father taught me that song because in Boston, we never even saw real animals. I mean, I, was, I, you know, I lived like in the project, and I never even knew what a cow looked like. So my father used to relate through song, and, and he would sing me these songs. Uh, similar to the bottle of beer song on the wall, the bottle on the wall, but no, the farmer, the, I remember these songs word for word, so Joyce is true. You relate, and, and I remember the songs. Well, and how did well, you learn your ABCs, Jimmy? Oh, I learned, oh, I love the Sisters of St. Joseph, the nuns. They're, they're, I don't know if you remember them. They look like penguins, but they were very good. They taught me, when I went there, I sang A, B, C, D, E, F, G. H I J K L M N O P Q R S T U V W X and Y and Z. Now I know my ABCs. So, sister, please don't pull my earlobe anymore. Thank you. And, and they would stop pulling my earlobes once I knew all the words. You know? <laughs> Joyce, give us a, a musical critique of that. Um. Joyce? I think it was absolutely beautiful. It was heartfelt, and I grew up in this wonderful world of group singing, both in church and in 4-H and in community clubs, and the rules were it didn't have to be perfect, it didn't even have to be pretty, <laughs> but as long as it was enthusiastic and heartfelt, it was wonderful. So, just my, my music career came to an abrupt end, though, when I, I tried out for a musical once, and, and the director said to me, I would like you to sing Silent Night. And, and it was a parochial school, and somehow, I don't know, they said something about I was, I was uh, an alto, and they wanted sopranos, and I, so but I, listen, I, I did my best. Well, you know, when I was directing a church choir a few years ago, we asked my husband to sing tenor, 10 or 11 miles from here. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you know, I, I was in there. I was, <laughs> that happened to me. No, that's true. I sang at St. Andrew's Church, and they had the choir up in the balcony with the organ. And um, I think, I'm not sure if I was the only one that was ever thrown out of the choir, but I was asked to go to the next parish and sing the following Sunday, so I think they, they had a message for me. When I got to the Sacred Heart Church, the priest didn't know anything about me being there. So. Well, Thomas, um, I am so glad that Jimmy brought up the Sisters of St. Joseph. I work with a number of Sisters of St. Joseph around the country, including those in Boston and those in St. Louis, and they have been huge supporters of my Earth Mama Music uh, projects because they are what I call the green nuns. They are doing so much in the way of environmental education. And, you know, it really doesn't matter whether you put it in terms of caring for God's creation or in more scientific terms of sustainability and environmental education. Um, the, a lot of congregations of Catholic sisters and congregations of all kinds of faith communities very diversely have really jumped on board and have been very supportive of the idea of using music to help 
stimulate more of a discussion and learning about ways that we have got to kick it into high gear with global climate change and some of the things happening on the planet. We've got to kick our actions into high gear to to live more gently on the planet. I uh, I wanted to I just want to tell you about Sister Mary Martha that I had in the in the seventh grade. She is actually the one that started this whole green uh, this, this this green stuff because she caught she sent me out to clap the erasers one day and she caught me smoking behind the school and Sister Mary Martha she's the one that discovered the green because she made me smoke a cigar and I turned green I was the first green person. <laughs> At St. Andrew's Grammar School, and it's all accredited to Sister Mary Martha. <laughs> oh, yeah, I came home. I was green. I wasn't feeling so good. <laughs> well, I, I don't think that's what Joyce meant. But oh, Joyce, I'm sorry. About, oh, I'm sorry. Was, I'm sorry. It's just, we're talking about green and, gra- and, 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 and all of that. Why don't we oh, do grass I, I certainly was green when I got home. My father said, you look green. And I said, I know. Sister Mary okay, Martha made me smoke up a roadie or something, whatever. Um, Joyce, would grassroots be appropriate now? Uh, yeah, it sure would be. Um, okay. And I also love your idea of later playing Enough is as good as a feast. I think grassroots is a perfect follow-up to Jimmy's story. Oh, <laughs> grassroots, <laughs> is that, Tommy, is that related to Woodstock? Because I was there. <laughs> Here we go, grassroots. <laughs> Are you-
that was some serious. Isn't this phenomenal, Jimmy? Oh, that was phenomenal. I love it. I love that. Thank now, you. Joyce, first of all, and your voice is is so powerful, and you can tell all kinds of uh, traditions in in that voice. <laughs> I mean, you got blues, you got uh, gospel. What uh, where, those musicians? Who? Wow! Give us tell us well, a story know, about I'm, this. Oh, I'm glad I have recorded in Nashville for many years, and you know I am blessed to work with some of the most incredible musicians on the planet. And these men and women are so amazing and so humble. Um, I'm trying to think, that may be uh, George Marinelli on the electric guitar. And I don't know if you know George's name, but he often tours with Bonnie Raitt and with James Taylor. And I had probably used him on two or three sessions before I... You know, before I found out all the all the phenomenal people he works with, um, you know, being a studio musician is kind of a little different specialty than than road stuff because these guys come in and hear a song once or twice and come up with phenomenal licks, and uh, it's really a blessing to work with such talent. And they are they are very good to me and understand uh, many of them are very have very much of a green ethic and really support what I'm doing. Wow, that was uh, wow. phenomenal, and, and yeah, but not only he, he, but who else was in in the mix there? And that was uh, uh, that was fabulous. Uh, yeah, the wonderful fabulous. Paul Scolton on drums and uh, Catherine uh, Catherine Styron Marks on keyboards. Um, Gosh, I'd have to go look at my uh, the album credits, but uh, yeah, they're great uh, players. Just Thanks fabulous. For the nice yeah, and what about the backup singers? Oh, um, I'm doing some of that, and I think we also had um, Scat Springs and Kim Parent singing background vocals on that. Wow, and you you know you so, picked. Uh, I'm a big fan of Huey Lewis in the news. Oh, and yeah! <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, do you like Huey? Oh, uh, yes. I, I, I'm fascinated. I'm I'm all excited. Unfortunately, listen, I'm, I'm going to have to say goodbye. Joyce, it was a pleasure talking with you. You brought back so many, so many memories to me when you mentioned Maureen <laughs> McGovern. I just, uh. I'm fascinated by that. It, it's just amazing. And I wish you folks nothing but the best, Tommy. You're the greatest. And anything I can do to help the children, please, please, whatever I can Great. do. And it's a well, pleasure talking with both of you, but I do have to run now. So, okay, so Jimmy, thanks for calling in. See you, folks. Bye. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank the you. funniest man on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. Well, I hope he pulled his car. <laughs> Jimmy Roger. That was Jimmy Roger. Uh, he is a sketch. Oh, that's well, great! Isn't he something? He's a he's a spitball, that yeah. guy. Now, you know, I'm really glad back. you mentioned Huey Lewis. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm so glad yeah, you because mentioned Huey. Uh, that'd be a good song to pitch to him, wouldn't it? Oh, you know, because he he does that. Have you seen his live show? Not lately. Okay, well, he comes out and he does something, you know, that whole background, you know, the repetition, that that oh, kind of scatting. Yeah. <clears throat> you yeah. know, he does that. And he does a lot of 
acapella. Yep. And you know when I do that song with uh, with uh, family crowds and schools or libraries or festivals, we get everybody during that instrumental section to to be doing a little grassroots aerobics and moving around and you know some of those yoga exercises like pulling weeds and stretching up to the sky and then everybody shouts nice. grassroots. It's part of that getting the movement going. Well, that's what I love about. Um, all of you CMNers, you, yeah, we should pitch. Well, first of all, let's pitch your uh, your website. Oh, great. Well, you can find all of my stuff now, 10 CDs on um, at earthmama.org, and that's spelled earth, E-A-R-T-H, M-A-M-A dot org. For organic, of course, Tom. You know, I was very impressed because it is not easy to get a dot org um, you know, if you, you ha- have to be, you know, <clears throat> somewhat organizationally driven uh, mm-hmm. to do that because mm-hmm. they don't hand those out lightly. You know, you can exactly. get a .com or a .net. So kudos to that. And that's how did you, uh, you know, you, you, you obviously uh, have an organization that, you know, is ecologically uh, motivated and driven. Well, and some days you just get lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and it was available, and I made my case, and um, um, the rest, as they say, is history, and um, um, the organic crowd likes that, too. So, Oh, so yeah, well, I'm, I'm all for that, absolutely. You know, this is, uh, again, being a big a fan of nutrition, you know, I think one of the things that I was blessed with in my early 20s, and isn't it interesting, uh, Joyce, that, you know, I think because we're talk- this is a children's show and we talk about, uh, the, you know, the kids and how to rear kids, et cetera, that, you know, unfortunately, the, in a formal education process, nutrition, other than the four food groups, is b- barely covered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and, and there I was. Uh, go ahead. No, 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 please go ahead. Well, I was a, had a master's degree from a you know leading university and didn't know anything about nutrition. Didn't know understand really the what you know enzymes and vitamins did and what minerals did and why all of their functions that and you know of creating you know a, a basis for just you know living a, a full life and uh, you know keeping your blood sugar at certain levels and. Um, you know, sustaining uh, energy over a long period of time and as well as good health and balance, none of those things. And I found uh, Adele Davis's book in my early 20s, and it oh, changed yeah. my life. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, so and, you know much the, of this goes back to what our grandparents or our grandmas told us many, many years ago, and that is eat a variety of foods, absolutely. lots of vegetables. Um, and we know too that when we when we don't include that variety of, especially of of raw and just freshly cooked vegetables, we don't get all the fiber, and um, we really need a huge variety to balance everything out. Absolutely, and uh, you know, and balance is the, is the one, right? I mean, this is what we have to teach our children and and show them, and that you know don't. Stay away. It's okay to eat a processed food once in a while, but that's not mm-hmm. the mainstay of your of your diet. And we can continue to be lifelong learners, Thomas. My wonderful husband, who for years thought he did not like hummus, 
which is just such a nutritious, <laughs> um, wonderful, tasty um, spread uh, from, I, I believe the origin is Mediterranean countries, made from the garbanzo bean or the chickpea. And uh, oh, We had to mention beans on Bean Town. That's great. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, all of my, a sudden, my husband has become a big fan of hummus. And we can find that it's another way to include more vegetables, more variety, more grains in our diet, and, you know, reduce the animal fats and, and stay healthier that way. Exactly. Well, you, this is a perfect lead into this next song, which we just mentioned, Enough is Good as a Feast. Wonderful. Here we go. All we need is enough. Yep, exactly.
well done. Beautiful. Your voice is just oh. so wow. Thank wow. You. And you know, in the the verse about the poetry, this is a perfect time to to honor the life and work of Maya Angelou, whose oh, yeah. uh, name I mentioned in that verse. Uh, and I've got a tattered book of poetry that's filled with all the greats. What a life of giving and sharing and teaching and loving she gave to the whole world. Yes, and uh, I'm blessed to know her manager intimately. Ah, <gasps> uh, oh, how this, wonderful. Yeah, this man uh, spent his life, his whole career, uh, you know, promoting and managing and, you know, uh, moving. You know, of course, she was such a great power that uh, it didn't need, take a lot, but just, uh, you know, it did take a professional to, you know, optimize all of her yeah. energy. And um, so I, I plan on, actually, I was I have another m- more adult type of uh, show, but I now have decided that, you know, we have to get him on um, on the show, oh, especially yeah. now. You know, I'm sure he's still, uh, have they actually had the... Uh, the ceremonies, I mean, I'm sure they must still be doing a lot of that right now. I'm not sure, but I'm, I would guess there will be a lot of events honoring her. And I, and I did just hear that um, someone has been working on a film about her life for some time, and I'm really hoping this will introduce her and keep her work alive for a whole new generation because she has – uh, she, you know, she spoke so eloquently to children, and her language, her passion, her storytelling—I just think was was uh, en- entranced children in her audiences, um, as when she spoke to family audiences. So, um, I'm hoping there will be some some children's resources dedicated to her work too. We'll have to. I'm going to um, consult him and and talk to him about exactly that, um, you know, to f- find out what I can, you know, bring to the to the show, and we'll play oh, some of those clips. Great, Thomas. And if you would please feel free to pass on uh, the song you just played that mentions her in the verse about the greatest poets in the history of yeah. of the world. And my well, favorite. You know, I, I, even the title of, you know, first of all, the, the message of the song was brilliant, but the actual, just even the title enough, you know, enough is is uh, is enough. And I don't know, uh, this was exemplified, and this is a, a far swing. I would never recommend this movie to uh, family audiences at all. But the message, because of its. Uh, um, content etc the message of the wolf on wall street which was the the tagline wow. which was more is not enough and yeah. uh more is never enough and um and yeah. and that is that is nothing is more true than more is not enough because more will never be enough only and enough is enough one of the enough. phrases that comes back from um from uh, my childhood, um, I guess it was you know some of the some of those platitudes or wisdom sayings from the sixties of um, um, there is enough for everyone's need on this planet, but not enough for anyone's greed. Yeah, I love it. And, I love it. And live simply so that others might simply live. And, you know, there's a lot of wisdom in those old sayings. 
so we make an effort to keep those alive and remind people that they're um, they're they're packed with great wisdom. Absolutely, and you know, and when you get into that mindset, as the movie demonstrated, you, you saw that this individual was doomed from the beginning because that was his mantra that it was more, 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 more. And when you when you come from that, you see, once you acquire something. And he had these huge yachts, et cetera, and cars and mansions, you see. And it was never, nothing ever satisfied him. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's why I have chosen not to see it, because I know that the damage that that whole mindset did to so many people who lost pensions and houses and jobs and as the result of that kind of greed. And I think it's really time to stop glorifying that. And um, and and I think that the music, the movie makes that point, but I just haven't had the stomach to see it yet. So. Yeah, well, it's... Uh... Well, he, it, 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 I think if a few minutes into it, you will see that it is a very moral, beneath all of the uh, ostentation and everything else, it's an extremely moral movie that, yeah. you know, the yeah. point is, is that watch, watch, watch this indulgence and see where it gets him and everybody else involved. Right, right. Because it's but the, you know, it's the, I'm, go ahead. Um, I would love to point out something that I think we both could recommend for family audiences, and that is this wonderful new series on the cosmos and the history of the cosmos that Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson has been doing. Um, He, of course, is the astrophysicist who is now in charge at uh, the Rose Planetarium in New York and um, one of the scientific giants of our time. Um, And I think it's been eight, uh, eight sessions, but he does such a wonderful telling of the history of the universe and weaving in wonderful cartoons about some of the greatest scientists that have ever lived and how everything has combined to get us where we have where we've gotten Um, and I know it was on Fox and National Geographic channels um, but I'm hoping it'll also soon be available as a box set because it's just a great resource for families and libraries and schools um, and the science in it Thomas is is um, incredibly well done and accurate. And it's called uh, Cosmos? Cosmos. It's a redoing of the uh, old Carl, Carl Sagan. Sagan Cosmos yeah, from great. many, many years ago with much updated information and just beautifully done with phenomenal um, uh, special effects and um, amazing visuals as well as really solid information. Well, that's great. I'm going to uh, do that. You know, now you sent um, you sent me a couple of CDs of a phenomenal talent, Jim Stoltz. Oh, yes, Walking Jim. I am so glad you mentioned him. What can we share with your audience? Yeah, let's do, well, tell us a little bit about him, and then, uh, guy, I mean, this is, I, I hear his voice, and here's this skinny little guy, and you go, how did he get that voice out of that skinny little body? He's amazing. I know, he, he sounds like a giant, doesn't he? Well, he was a giant of a man. 
um, spiritually and soul-wise and personality-wise. He passed away four years ago. Um, I got to know him early in the 90s because we were both doing a lot of music for ecosystem things. But Jim began his first long-distance hike when he was about 18 years old, the first time he hiked the Appalachian Trail. But by the time he died at the age of 56, he had hiked 27,000 miles of wilderness wow. trail. In wow. the uh, yes, and and the in this hemisphere, um, into Mexico, he had also hiked the Alaskan of the Yellowstone to Yukon Trail, the Pacific Coast Trail, a number of the southwestern wilderness trails, and of course the Appalachian Trail. Um, from from where I live up to near where you live, uh, several times. So um, just a phenomenal um, photographer, musician, songwriter, and I would love to direct your audience to um, to hear his work, to see his photos, to well, see the history can of we his play life. One? Let's, let's play one right now. Oh, would you please? Yeah, here we go. I love this. What are we playing? Taking a little while. I, again, I uploaded all of these things, and here we go. Can see. We won't stop nor about a dime for the wild 
to head on down now to the valley far below. We're moving kind of slow now because we hate to go. Wow, huh? Oh, tears to my eyes. Can I tell you, Thomas, about what we're doing to try and keep Jim's music and and his work alive? Please do. Um, he invited me at the beginning of founding a nonprofit to be on the board, and I'm still on the board of Muse Association. And Muse stands for Musicians United to Sustain the Environment. And um, we have gathered a whole group of environmental musicians from all over the world now. We did a couple of CDs that became fundraisers for Muse so that we could make grants to scrappy little environmental organizations that were doing things to preserve pica habitat and mark mark off uh, on tagging grizzlies to see where their migration routes were uh, to preserve some wild places. And we've tried to continue that work since Jim's death. Um, I just retired as the last president of Muse, and now we have the great Tracy Hickson leading the organization. Excuse me, the organization. Um, And, you know, you can find... All of those songs, including a video of the song that you just played, at a wonderful website that a volunteer has spent the last three years putting up of of all of Jim's photos and programs and songs. And that can be found at, have you got your pencils ready? Go ahead, do it. Okay, Walkin. W-A-L-K-I-N-J-I-M, Walkin' Jim Photos, dot blogspot, dot com. Nice. Well, you know, now I know why he got the the walking. um, (laughs) 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 I I get it. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, for years he did... uh, uh, an East Coast tour every fall and a West Coast tour every spring um, for for organizations, to schools, for the Sierra Club, for Appalachian Trails Conservancy, um, and just hundreds and hundreds of school shows. So there are kids all over the country that are still singing these songs um, and remember fondly him telling stories of meeting a grizzly in the woods and uh, sneaking up on a coyote, and he was a grand storyteller and phenomenal photographer. So again, visit Walkin' Jim's Photos, or Walkin' Jim Photos, I'm sorry, walkinjimphotos.blogspot.com. Fantastic. Well, listen, we have a very special guest. I knew he would compliment this show. You're going to get a big kick out of this guy because he brings a, his tradition of the islands to all of this and, and the ecology and the balance between the water and the, 
and the flora and the fauna. And uh, all the way from right now, living in Brantford, Connecticut, Luke Rodney. Let's give a round of applause for Luke. Hello, hey, Luke. thank you very much. Can thank you hear you me? Thank you for joining us. This is, You're welcome. Let me introduce Joyce Rouse. Joyce Rouse. And, oh, by the way, if we have any people who would like to call in and talk to either Luke or or Joyce, our number is 347-996-3903. And, uh, Luke, why don't we get your um, website out of the way before I forget, because we get involved in conversations and that happens. So what is your website, please? Um, you'll find me at um, either Luke Rodney band.com as L-U-K-E. R O D N E Y B A N D as band as in music band dot com. Great, and you know, well, here, this is Joyce, and Joyce is known as Earth Mama, and huh. so a lot of her songs are about the environment. Good. Yeah, Lucas. Lucas, tell us, tell Joyce a little bit about where you grew up and the environment and. And uh, you, you, Luke is a poet unto himself. Whenever he describes his island and his upbringing, it's really magical. Go ahead, Luke. Yeah, I'm from Trinidad and Tobago, and um, <clears throat> I grew up in an environment where, we um, would put it like this way: um, a person and nature was like in one. Right, like on our way to school, you'd be passing under a fruit tree to get a fruit of some sort and away from school to do the same thing. Um, water was not far away. It always either had a, a stream, a spring, or the ocean close by. So we never um, lack for that type of um, natural environment in nature. Um, we pretty much used almost everything. I remember the um, sometime recently that I realized that um, in the islands we were like recycling, right? That's what they do it now as, as recycling. But a lot of things we use um, recycling, like let's say if we, we bought, um, uh, uh, went to the grocery store and we bought something and we got a bag. Instead of discarding that bag, we will use that same bag and take it back to the grocery for whenever we need to get any form of um, grocery from the grocer, we use that, um, like um, cooking oil, right? Um, if we use we had a rum bottle, we'd wash that rum bottle out and we <laughs> took it back to the store to have it refilled with cooking oil, you know? And um, <clears throat> it... it we live that kind of way that we literally didn't really waste anything. You know, it was like a way of life. Whatever you could recycle, recycled. And um, everybody planted some form of a garden, some kind of a food around the house, right? We had like, you'd have banana trees planted around the house. You'd have a mango tree planted. You'd have um, soursop. You'd have yams, dashing, cassava, what we call yucca, mm. planted around the house. You know, and um, um, we grew up making, um, well, well, our herb tea was the herbs that you pick from around the yard, right? Like people wouldn't um, know that um, we used to drink the, um, the, the lime bud tea, like from a lime tree. We would pick the young buds and make tea from that. <laughs> you add milk to it, 
Um, there's another sour sup. Should you pick some sour sup leaves and make tea with that? Um, if you you had a little cough, right? There's a type of herb we call chandelier. Right, you'll get that chandelier and um, wrap it in a clean cloth and pong it either with a rock or a hammer. So a heavy piece of stick in a mortar, pong it in a mortar sometimes, and you squeeze that that um, uh, 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 um, cambium about the chlorophyll in that leaf out in like a little teaspoon, a little pinch of salt. You drink that, and with a day or two, you cough up all the coal and phlegm that you had in your chest, and that's it. Coal is done. That is truly living in harmony with the wisdom of the earth and all of the resources that the earth provides. What a rich and fabulous childhood you must have had on that island. Yes, we did. I mean, like, we we made our own toys, actually, too. (laughs) You know, like, um, I remember making a little mobile, uh, we used to call it a little tractor, we used to get a, a, a bobbin that from a spooler tread. When that bobbin was used, with well, parents sewed, almost everybody sewed. The stitch, you learn how to sew on a button. You learn how to hem a pants, darn a pants. You know, if your shirt got a little rip, you have to know how to, how to darn that, how to stitch it with a needle and thread. So when that bobbin, that spooler tread was empty, the bobbin that it was on, in those days, we had, we still have the tubes that were placed into bicycle tires oh, on yes. the wheel. So we used to cut a little piece, a, sliver, a slice of that tube, and we get a little piece of a, a spum candle, like a regular candle. We cut a little slice of it, probably about um, a three-quarter of an inch. We get a matchstick, wooden matchstick, and we broke off probably like about a half an inch of that matchstick, and we thread that piece of tube through the mat stick, through the bobbin, we get a popsicle stick <laughs> and two shoemaker tacks. And we would put it and assemble that in such a way and we wind it up and we put made a mobile little piece of toy with that. Oh. We used um, <laughs> ball bearings. At those days we had um, ball bearings from the car, the, car, the wheels from a car, that ball bearing in there. We took that weed, that ball bearing out. And sometimes we got four, sometimes three, sometimes two. But what if, if we had two, three, or four, we made some form of a mobile um, thing. Either you made a trolley, right, uh, a box cart, or a scooter, right? Yes, so yes. the scooter was the two. We used a, a piece of um, a, a, a one by um, one by four, one by five piece of board, either pine or whatever board we find. Uh, we use a husband staple, we use two husband staples and we bend a piece of BRC wire and we put that ah. to make a hinge as a um as as as, as the steering rack. We use a piece of mop stick or a broomstick and we cut it short <laughs> and nail that in at the top as a handle to hold. And we use a piece of tire from a motocar wheel we put that on the back, and we attach it to the back. So if you need to stop for brakes, you mash that onto the uh, back <laughs> bearing and you will stop. Oh, so, this is brilliant. And, 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 that, all of, and, and we had to, um, uh, uh, like, um, there are certain places that where we did, we, we, every house didn't have pipe-borne water per se. Mm-hmm. So what came in handy was that 
the, the, the box cart that we made, we made it of some different pieces of scraps of wood we got and we put it together. And um, that box cart, we, we put um, uh, uh, like four, four, either two, three, or four of the, um, those um, five-gallon containers on that, and we will go a few miles to get water at a standpipe, and, 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 and we have standpipes by the roadside in those days, and we'll fill that with, with, with water, and we'll drop that home. Nothing, so everything was used. And I'm like, counting uh, up all of the lessons of physics and gravity and science, all of those things that you learned in doing this creative play and construction. And um, we know that children learn so much from this kind of play. And uh, many mothers I know talk about how their children, the small children, enjoy playing with a plain cardboard box more yeah. than, than yeah. any I mean, toy they can buy at that the is toy true. store. <laughs> that is true because I remembered um, I had two smaller brothers. And um, if there was a, 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 some form of a product that was bought in the cardboard box, right, mm-hmm. I would um, like push my breath, put them one, either one, we take turns sitting in that cardboard box and we push each other, <laughs> give each other rice in that cardboard box. <laughs> well, my, uh, my son and the kids in our neighborhood used to fight over any large boxes like a refrigerator yeah. box oh, or a washing machine box <laughs> that would appear on the side of the road for recycling pickup because they would get a good two months out of, of play oh, out of yeah. a giant box like that mm-hmm. and turn it into a million different things like a spaceship and a skyscraper <laughs> and uh, and a cart before they would totally wear it out. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> another thing we did as kids too, we, we had comic books like um, Captain Marvel and Thor and, and, and these type of guys. We used to collect those little comic strips and cut out the pages. They, wow. If you have a cedar tree close by, we took some of the, uh, the, 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 the cambium on that bark from the cedar tree, and all these pieces of clippings, we stuck them together. And there was a, a, a type of butter called blue band margarine that came yeah. in a box. <laughs> so we took that, that, that blue band margarine box, and we cut like a front out of it and holes at the side. And the front of it, um, enough that it, you, you can see the reading and the pictures of that piece of comic strip. And we put two spindles, one on either side. We, <laughs> we, we took apart a flashlight with a bulb and the battery. And we installed it on the inside of that blue band box. And three or four of us will sit down while one person rolling it, right? Oh. And we are looking and creating this moving screen with entertainers with that type of as a movie. What a great entertainment! You know, we we made our own tops. You know, we got um. A, a, a piece of wood, like sometimes we use from a lemon tree or from a guava tree. Yeah. We got a piece of guava wood, 
right, and we would use a, um, a knife or a machete and we shave it down to the shape of a top, then we would get a piece of broken bottle and scrape it down to smoothen it as, as, as a sandpaper. We use the bottle to scrape it down and smoothen it all around, and then we get a nail, like a, um, a four-inch nail, and we'll cut that nail, sharpen one end, keep the other end that is sharp, and we'll hammer that in. And we make sure it's level and everything, straight in. And then what we did, we got something called a marling, or like as a, you will know it probably as a Siemens um, cord, the Siemens mm-hmm. type of the lanyard that, that they make for semen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. use that, and we'll roll that up, and we'll make a top to spin <laughs> with it. <laughs> you know? Um, <clears throat> Luke, we would, wouldn't it be fabulous if you made videos and recreated all of these toys? This, this is some so of the things that I, I'm thinking in terms of doing. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't that be – I think these things would go viral today. They, uh, what this a is, uh, yeah. What a brilliant childhood and what a brilliant idea to do these as videos. Oh yeah. I mean to you see You go, Luke. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I mean, Luke, first of all, your storytelling ability is just uh, magical. And the fact that you could tell these stories and people could see what you were talking about, even if you just did them as photos, but I think video would certainly be the best way to do it. And yeah. to see what your, the beautiful pictures you paint uh, in our minds of these things and the adventures that you... I'm so envious in so many ways that you had this beautiful island to play with. <clears throat> yeah, and, and I remember that. Um, music, too? Music, too. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, I remember that there was a type of... Um, Luke, a, a Luke well, I hate to interrupt you, but... Luke, why don't I? Why don't we demonstrate some of your music for for Joyce? Uh, I have all kinds of things here from oh. from the shows past, and um, I have uh, faces and clouds. I have kiss the morning. I have uh, lily pad, spring veranda. What do you? What would you like? Um, take take anything you want. Okay, Just put on uh, anything well, I you like. I think from what I, well, first of all, I I I, I think the in. veranda from what I remember, the veranda, veranda the a good choice. Yeah, go Which ahead. One? Evening vision. I don't have evening vision, but I've got veranda. Veranda, okay. Is that good or spring? Mm-hmm, yeah. Which one? Veranda, go veranda. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. I sit in my veranda on an easy rocking chair as I listen the birds whistle. In the stillness of the air While the trees gently wave Goodbye To the setting sun When we come to think of it It means Another day is done of the evening let us have a happy time be it morning or evening let's have a frolicking time it's the vision of the evening let us have a happy time be 
it morning or evening, let's have a frolicking time. Those who up at dawn, go home to get some rest. Those who toil by night, make ready to leave the nest. As the dew drop and sweet fragrant flowers embrace the moonlight bright. And night movers just picnic and the frolic and to say welcome, welcome to another night. It's the vision of the evening, let us have a happy time. Be it morning or evening, let's have a frolicking time. It's the vision of the evening, let us have a happy time. Be it morning or evening, let's have a frolicking time. And night movers up at dawn To see the early morning and the glory of the rising sun As daylight movers enjoy sweet fragrance of the twilight time Then both day and night combine to have one great sweet pantomime It's the vision of the evening let us have a happy time, be it morning or evening, let's have a frolicking time. It's the vision of the evening, let us have a happy time, be it morning or evening, let's have a frolicking time. It's the vision of the evening. Let us have a happy time, be it morning or evening, let's have a frolicking time, it's the vision of the evening, let us have a happy time, be it morning or evening, let's have a frolicking time, let's have a frolicking time, let's have a Oh, how beautiful. Thank you very much. <laughs> what would you think, Joyce? I could see myself on here. Yeah, I could see myself on that veranda. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yep. Tell us about the veranda and who would come to the veranda and what would happen that, at the end of the day. That veranda, what we call it, the veranda. Is um well yeah let me say it's a is call it like a gallery too, right? But it's just like a little what you will call a a a, a deck or a patio, you know, or your front porch. Yes. So, um, like evening time, you 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 would have like depends on on who around. Sometimes you we have some a, a rocking chair, 
a nice, well-built rocking chair. Uh, um, <laughs> the, the, the base and the back of it was made out of um, cane, oh, that yeah. kind of cane weave. <laughs> you know, and the, um, uh, the, the, the wood, right, sometimes is... Um, and in those days, we had, like, really, 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 really good uh, uh, craftsmen who would join us. We call them a joiner, furniture makers. No? Yes. And they made these really nice rocking chairs that when you sit down, you feel comfortable. At the end of the day, you're like, ah. You, know? you yes. exhale, you sit down, and you just relax watching. And the, 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 the song actually came from that kind of environment where I was like sitting listening to all these different type of birds whistling, birds coming in to nesting, you know, all the different little critters, little bugs, beetles, fireflies, these things beginning to, it's like, it's like a whole orchestration of these songs going on. And you, 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 you're rocking and you're just like, it has that calming effect that you feel calm. You said, yes, this was another day. I enjoy this day or whatever it be. I just could now just relax and chill on this day and just welcome in this little twilight time. You're welcoming now the dusk, welcoming it. Nighttime is coming. And as the the, 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 the the darkness comes for that night time. The songs of different um, critters or birds, they, they start to change, right? So, like, you, you, you would hear a different sound as regard to the rowdy and frolicking birds around. It would be more settled to more things like little tadpoles peeping, little crickets. Chirping, you 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 hear night birds though coming out like an owl. You would hear like an owl, like a hoot of an owl in some way, and another night bird. You would hear just making these different songs, you know. And you sit in the and anybody, everybody, most of the time they will gather in this little veranda. Sometimes we have like um, a, a a type of um, a, a fruit. Uh, a palm, we call it peach palm, but in the islands it's known as piwa. Sometimes somebody buy a boiler pot of piwa, and we will mm. sit down eating this piwa, you know, as like a a a, a, a little snack or a treat treat snack, like before going to bed or something like that. Or sometimes we have something another thing called shatine, which is um some people know it as bread nut. Right, so it's a similar thing to a bread food, but a diff- in the same vein, actually. But this one has a lot of seeds. Um, it's similar to, um, uh, some people know it as jackfruit. But this type of one we bo- is boiled in a little salt, salt and sugar base. And Let's we eat that shatai. Um, go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead, no. Um, like this my train of thought, but go ahead. mind about uh, how powerful these traditions are and how powerful it's like another like the island form of meditation yes, or absolutely. as the buddhists call it living with mindfulness yes and being mindful of the of the smells 
mm-hmm. the sights and the gentle sounds of nature yeah. and the rocking that is part of the communication between our bodies and you know and our brain's way of taking this in and such a peaceful mindful exercise it isn't just pleasant it's it's nurturing and i believe some some philosophers even refer to it as part of the numinous experience where we transcend our daily life and and take it to a spiritual realm while while enjoying that right another thing too um like the elder who is in the house, either your grandfather, or grandmother, whoever it be, your grandaunt, whoever come to visit and sit in that chair. We as children will sit around that person while they sit in that chair rocking, and they will tell us stories about what their childhood was like while they were growing up. And different people, every town will, let's say, will have a, a, a character. A person will be like a character in a town. And they will talk about the character that they will have in that town, mm-hmm. you know, and stories of how they grew up. They will, sometimes they talk, tell about a, a Creole folk tale, you know. And, and there's and, profound wisdom in those, in those local tales and also just in the process and the yes. ritual. Yes. Mm-hmm. What a wow. joy to hear. What a rich childhood and growing up experience you had. You know, um, Joyce, you were just talking about Maya and her uh, her gift of language. Oh, and I think, yes, I think, yeah, I think that Maya would certainly be challenged today <laughs> by Luke's, Luke's gift. Luke, you are a master storyteller poet, um, singer, and communicator, and I think, I mean, if anybody listening to, I'm so proud that this is recorded now and can people can access this, because, I mean, that was so, t- I mean, the pictures, I mean, am I, am I on target, Joyce? Yes, and Luke reminds me that um, as I work with children around the world um, in Hawaii and explaining to them and helping them see how their little spot on the planet is unique, there is not another place like this on the planet, as in um, Tobago, where Luke grew up, and Southern Appalachia, where I am, and Massachusetts, where you are. Each one of these places is entirely unique with its own sounds and smells and seasonal changes. And it's in learning about those and honoring those. Um, and Maya Angelou was just a, uh, a phenomenal resource about that because of her years in Ghana and her, her time, times living in Africa and various places, really connecting with the traditions and stories and the flora and fauna. So thanks for bringing that up again, Thomas. Yeah, I mean, uh, Luke, you, uh, I mean, I, I was there on the veranda and I could see the elder <laughs> rocking in her chair and I could hear the stories. And, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I, one of the things I hope that from the show is that 
this will bring families to reconnect and understand that, you know, <laughs> these are the things. I grew up in an Italian Irish household and the Italian side, thank God, was my maternal side because that's where all the food came from. <laughs> and with the food came people. And with mm. the people came stories. And mm-hmm. with the people came meetings and connections. And, you know, I just, um, when I see all of that evaporating these days, it's so sad because uh, they don't get to experience that um, amazing, amazing feast that we, you know, we had. And it's the face-to-face stories, not the ones that come across video or television or computer screens, but that face-to-face storytelling. Um, One of my favorite um, um, persons from history said that ultimately all we have to leave our children are our stories, and it really is so true. Absolutely. Oh, and I remember I pretty much grew up without television, eh, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I grew up without television. When um, <clears throat> television did um, come to our area, it was somewhere in, like in the late 60s, early 70s. We had like one person, uh, two people in the area had a television, and it was black and white. And um, like on a Saturday... Like all the children, right, within a certain um, radius, we would be gathering in this person's gallery to look at this black and white TV screen. We're watching um, (laughs) (laughs) and seeing people moving and talking and how the guy managed to get that um, TV in. Somebody who worked in the oil field with him brought it from America to Trinidad. And, 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 and gave it to him as a present when he was leaving. Well, um, I think he pursued either with Texaco or um, either Texaco, Shell, BP, or Amoco. Mm. Right? Those were like four different um, companies that were drilling for oil in Trinidad at that time, too. You know, so like, um, and we would be in this gallery and we watching at these different things. I think one of the movies we looked at was um, a movie called Lassie. Um, (laughs) Look at Lassie Um, There was another one um, The Flintstones We we looked at um, uh, uh, The Pink Panther Um, And as for Westerns There was um, I think The the, the, the Cartwright family um, Bonanza (laughs) Bonanza, (laughs) You know so these were Some of the The the, the few movies we looked at, but for the most part, we, we never had television. We didn't have we we we, we didn't have time for that. You know, we were busy playing and different childhood seeing... games in the yard. Yes, go ahead, Joyce. Well, and I've seen some wonderful new movements of parents and grandparents organizing and getting kids outside Um, here where I live in southwestern Virginia. There's a wonderful group called Blue Ridge Discovery Center, which is reaching out to to get kids outside, and today they're out hiking, I believe, looking at at wildflowers and trees and just – with some great nature guides of people who intimately know the landscape saying, look at the wonder of um, one year it was uh, fish bugs they were studying in the creeks. Mm. Another year it was butterflies. 
And the students made these incredible posters that they drew because the best way of learning about a species is to draw and color it and see all the pieces and parts of it. So some of these have appeared in the community, and it's really encouraging families and and kids to get out and do these things and remind them that there's a whole world out there that is much more fascinating and miraculous than anything you can find on a screen. Yes, absolutely. Hey, why don't we play another song, Joyce? How about Travel Light? Would that go for right now? Oh, that would be wonderful. Here we go. Let's do this.
wandering up that hiking path, playing that Oh, uh, I will say OMG, OMG <laughs> on that one. What the heck was that? Mm. Oh, that is the phenomenal saxophone work of the great Oh, 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 Luke, what do you think? Who was that saxophone player? <laughs> You're right. Who I'm, was that guy? Oh, that is the great Jim Hoke. H O K E. Jim Hoke. Mm-hmm. Wow. And the he Nashville played guys? on. Yeah, he. Um, but he plays all over the country. One night I flipped on the Tonight Show, and there he was backing up Don Henley with. Uh, I can't remember if it was his saxophone or his harmonica. He just. Uh, he plays a phenomenal number of instruments, and he's played on probably five or six of my CDs. Good. Um, and he just shows up in the studio with a suitcase full of things and more things in his trunk, and I have just learned to say, what do you think this needs, Jim? And he'll pick up some instrument and say, oh, why don't we do a harmonia on this? or um, uh, actually a song I wrote that is a contender for the new state song of Virginia called Virginia Beauty. He walked in and said, I think this needs accordion on it. (laughs) 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 And went to his car and got his accordion and brought it in and played great tracks. So shout out to the great Jim Hoke. Well, I'm going to give kudos where kudos belongs. First of all, this is the, one of the things that, you know, I uh, th- th- this whole um, this whole platform, this show is magical, and I'm blessed because of the the ability of it to take its own life and to each show to take on its own life. And there's a point, uh, from my standpoint anyway, where I actually feel like I've I am lifted above and beyond this plane into another plane, and that's through the genius of guests like both of you who can create, I I will say, a cosmic experience. It really is mystical. What what you guys touch on, your language, your music, your your vibration, Um, and, and I think this is anybody who is blessed enough to hear these will know that these things are treasures. And I just had that moment listening from all of the things that both you, Luke, and, and Joyce, that you put together. I mean, the beautiful images of the islands and, you know, the, the, and then that, this this particular song. But, uh, Joyce, you, uh, and this is one of the things you want to leave the kids with as a legacy, is that look at what you've done with, both of you have done with your lives, and you've done, you've pursued your passion. Yeah. We are blessed. Hmm. We are yes. blessed just to keep it's making music. And um, it is, it's such a joy and an honor to be on this show, Thomas, and, yeah. and share this uh, airspace with Luke and just be part of this wonderful work you're sending out into the world, encouraging musicians and artists who are doing things because we're passionate about leaving the world a better place for our children. So thank you well, so you know, much. I'm, thank you very and much. And I'm looking between yeah. I'm 
I, again, I want to come back to more kudos to you. You now, one of the things we like to talk about on the show is the joy of writing, and make sure that kids come away from all of this to understand. Because you know, Luke, you write, and and Joyce, obviously, you write, and we want to tell kids pick up that pen or that pencil or that crayon or whatever it is, and put it on a piece of paper and tell your story every single day that you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's in the doing. It is. It is That's the process right. of the writing and the singing and creating a melody. And um, it's important to remember when you're growing that the product is not important. It's the process. Right. Um, exactly. And just staying faithful to the process and doing it, getting up off our chairs and doing it, whatever it is, whether it's hiking or learning to play a new instrument or drawing or singing a song or tapping out a rhythm. Yes. Absolutely. And, you know, what? again, I'm going to, I've got a point here. You, uh, you obviously wrote that song, yes? Oh, yes. Okay, of course. <laughs> I, I write about 99% of what I record, and I also um, produced and sang on that. And, and um, um, yeah, I'll own it. Well, and, but uh, I'm going to, you're genius. You are a true production oh. genius for you to assemble those musicians, to put that space together, to write that song and to understand the orchestration you need, and to come out with a piece like that, you are truly a, a genius. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. I think yeah. you're just putting together the geniuses in the studio. And <laughs> yeah, but and I mean, that takes... it's part of the fun of creating. It really is. Of course it is. It's, it's, you created a community to create that beautiful work. Wow. I mean, anybody who listens to that is going to come away just like Luke's Veranda song. I mean, you can't come away from that experience and not be touched and moved. And I would expect Luke, like me, just hopes that every song we write, every project we record, that some way those little song babies find their way out into the world to make the world a better place. Better place. And carry that energy with it. Yes. And all of us have the power. I mean, that is the the beauty of all of this is that within and, and you know, again, we want to. Our motto in Bean Town is: Use your bean, trust your heart, build your character. Uh-huh. Use your bean, trust your heart, follow your gut, follow your passion, and create. And yeah. you know that is you know we we talked a little bit about that movie, um, you know, The Wolf of Wall Street. And you see, it, it hit me in that movie that that individual and so many individuals are looking for things on the outside to make them happy on the inside. And everything that we talked about today was the opposite. It was talking about taking what's on the inside and putting it out on the outside. And that's creation. I mean, and that's the most divine part of ourselves. Is, and that brings more joy than anything. Am I right on that, guys? You're right on it. You bet. Yep. That is authentic living. Dead on. <laughs> yes, it's when you understand that you have that power, we all have that power to create. And when you touch that, and it it creates with you, there's, because everybody's on the show always talks about that magical 
place, the muse, the place where all of a sudden things just happen effortlessly. You know, that in, you talked about Buddhism and the Zen moment. And, you know, Luke found it on the islands and in himself, and he brings it to, to his, his imagery and his, his language. And you do the same through yours, Joyce. And that's what we want to tell a, kids. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Finish. Uh, tell kids and remind them that um, um, for me it's a struggle every day to fight off all of the stuff of the busyness and the craziness mm-hmm. yeah. and the dysfunction of this mm-hmm. culture we live in because there is plenty of that there. And remember to go back to that still place and find that authenticity mm-hmm. and and connect and stay grounded to the earth, stay grounded to our community, find richness and wisdom in our community. Every culture has it. Yeah. Um, no one culture owns wisdom, and we need the wisdom of every single culture on this planet to have a holistic life on this planet. Yes. Absolutely, and the magical word is, I'm a recent convert, uh, and I know he's listening, Paul Elwell, uh, who's my partner in this whole venture, and he told me for years to get a Mac computer, and I didn't understand what he was talking about, and I got angry when I finally got one. I said, don't ever tell anyone to buy a Mac without putting it in their hands, because they'll understand the seamlessness and the ability to create, but while I was taking one of the classes to learn how to use it, I asked the instructor, I said, where's the send button? And he said, what send button? I said, you know, I want to send this. He says, oh, no, no. He says, in, Mac, in the Mac world, in the Apple world, it's called sharing. And he says, and that was an, <laughs> that was an intentionality. That came from Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs yeah. made that decision. Mm-hmm. that it would not be a matter of sending anything. It would be a matter of sharing. And everything we talked about today, and this is what we want to tell children, that they have within themselves something that's worth sharing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Put it out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, that, is, that is such a beautiful, beautiful way to put it, Thomas. Yeah, and don't deny the world. Don't block the world from that blessing, you know. Nope. And don't. And because this is what most... I even find it in most adults, and I think my, my perp, one of my purposes on the planet is to be that rah-rah guy and say, mm. you know, don't mm-hmm. doubt yourself. I mean, you, you can't doubt yeah. yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. You're, you're, a, you're a creation of the, of the universe. You're a creation of God, and mm-hmm. everything about you is really divine. And mm-hmm. for you to, it's, I mean, if you, you talk about, you know, a, 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 a lacking or something else of falling short, then that is, you know, what other people call sin. That is the big sin, is doubting yourself, because you're as rich as anything on the planet. Mm-hmm. And putting negativity and in the pos- need- into the possibility of everything. Doubt. That's right, possibility. The element of doubt. Thanks. You're changing yourself with the element of possibility. That's right, and you know, look at uh, where you came from, your roots, Luke, and what you've come to share with people, and uh, that all came from a mindset, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I just got a, uh, while you were talking to me here, I just got a picture. I remember um, one of the elders <clears throat> in the town, um, a, a woman, she's deceased now. Um, she was about um, ninety-something years old, but she's still around. 
And I remember her sitting in this chair in her house, smoking a pipe. <laughs> you know, she had what we call a little curry pipe. This pipe made out of um, uh, is a curry pipe, and she's smoking this pipe with this tobacco. I'm puffing down this pipe and talking to you. So while you were talking to me, I just saw that as a, as a vision just flashed to me. And another <laughs> slice of life on the veranda. Yeah. <laughs> How envious I am of that veranda. Oh, to imagine to finish the day and come up, step up those steps. And mm-hmm. look at that beautiful yard with all the palm trees and all the flora and the fauna and the yep. birds and the colors and the sounds. Mm-hmm. And then to see that woman rocking in that chair, smoking that pipe. Smoking that pipe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rocking, smoking a pipe, puffing this pipe. And, and what is watching, just looking, and just. This is just a wonderful like... reminder that <clears throat> we all need and we all deserve. Time on our veranda, wherever and whatever that is. There we go. With all the electronics turned off mm-hmm. and yes. uh, just the rocking veranda time. <laughs> rocking on the va- veranda, that should be your next song. Uh, uh, rocking Luke. on the veranda? Rocking, rocking on, the, on veranda. the veranda, Lou, come on. <laughs> I'd love to come right with you. I'd love to take a note of you. that. Yeah. Hey, did you hear that, Luke? Yeah. Luke, Joyce, Joyce said she'd like to co-write it with you. Okay. I would. <laughs> you know, hey, listen, you know, there comes an optimum time, I think. This has just been an absolutely amazing show. And one of my favorite songs to end the shows with these days is Joni Leeds' uh, Bandwagon. Do you know it, Joyce? I'm not sure I do. I've just listened to so much music that I can't remember all the titles. But yeah, well, I, I think it's a great... I look forward to hearing it, and I'm so grateful for your having me as a guest today. Thank you. And, and we are blessed by it. Yes, thank you so much. Please come back. Will you come back? As Luke, Luke comes back from time to time, and you can see the magic. Well, well, you're on my co-host guest list, both of you. So to everybody out there, this is uh, Tom Hayes. And uh, Joyce, do you want to do your, your uh, website one more time? You bet. I am Joyce Rouse, also, also known as Earth Mama, and that is earthmama, E-A-R-T-H-M-A-M-A, dot org. Uh, for organic, of course, where you can find all of my music and see a little demo video about the programs and concerts I do all over the world and get a little more information. Uh, my goal is helping heal the planet one song and at a time. And you're doing that, wow, through soulful, soulful music. And it's LukeRodneyBand.com, correct, Luke? L-U-K-E-R-O-D-N-E-Y-E-A-N-D.com. And we want everybody to get up on the bandwagon. Thank both of you. This was magical, just yes. magical. And uh, I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, it was you wonderful. both. Thank you very much. Um, All right, Joyce, okay. I have a Go question ahead, for you. Sending yep. blessings. How to do you spend your last there. name? Is R O U S E? That's correct. Yes, R O U S E. Okay. Blessings, Great. everybody. So long. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks. Blessings, guys. Right. Enjoy everything. <laughs> I'll be with you guys two, another time one, again. Two, three. Get Thank up, get so on much. the bandwagon. Just get up, get up on it. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Just get up, get up on it. 